Hello and welcome to Leviathan News. Today is October 4th and uh, continuing in I think what we're going to call Arbitrum Month. Uh, we have Darius from Vertex Protocol here who is here to uh, talk about his application for the STIP program and uh, what they're planning for. So welcome, Darius. How are you doing? Thanks very much. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm doing well. Yeah. So maybe you could talk about, you know, we asked this question yesterday to our guests that came on. Uh, we had Perennial and then also Umami. Uh, we were just asking them about the application, like what went into it and uh, how are you positioning Vertex when thinking about the STIP application? Yeah, it's, um, it's a good question. So like, I think it's been really interesting seeing what's come out of the woodwork when this proposal went up. I was part of the team that kind of discussed this. Um, I came in fairly late to the process, but I was involved. Um, it's amazing how many grants came in. I don't think the team was expecting the size and quantum of the grants to be quite what it is. I think with our proposal, what we aimed for was something that would be reasonable and aim for some of the like core tenets of it. So bring users on, bring TVL on, increase activity. Um, and we wanted to do that with the like minimum amount of negative effects. Um, so Vertex is order book driven decks, right? So you can get very scalable liquidity and trading via our systems mm -hmm. in a way that's not possible on um, in a way that's not possible on on-chain DEXs, right? Everyone loves GMX. They've been a great contributor to Arbitrum, but like that is a product that drives off oracles that come ultimately from venues that set prices. Vertex wants to be a venue that sets prices. So um, that means we're more of a replacement for centralized exchanges than we are like a perp deck. And I think that's been a tough message to get across. Mm -hmm. And so the grant we've put forward, um, ultimately in the format we've ended up with is combination of trading incentives. So it's a way of us capturing users that aren't currently in the Arbitrum ecosystem, bring them in to try Vertex out, they join Arbitrum. It's a protocol that's most aligned with the sort of centralized exchange experience they're used to. So it's going to be either centralized exchange users or DYDX users, the sort of people that are not going to come to use a GMX or equivalent games, et cetera. Um, and then the other part of it is liquidity incentives. So we have a partnership with Elixir Protocol um, with their first deployment. They have $10 million of TVL lined up for market making that they'll bring to us. And that should double or triple the amount of liquidity we have on chain, as well as opening up market making to community members. I think one of the criticisms we had with the first version of our protocol was like, well, liquidity provision isn't easy for community members. And we have this partnership with Elixir and we felt like, okay, it's the right thing to bring them in as part of the proposal because it all helps answer that and benefit the community is like the right way to do it. Uh, wait, so how does Elixir work? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the website right now. I can pull it up. Uh, like what, what exactly are they doing? So they, long story short, they basically decentralize market making. So mm -hmm. 
they run their own protocol. They have a whole bunch of fraud proofs, et cetera, but basically they use oracles uh, to make markets on different order book exchanges. So it, it captures a few different things. One is programs like ours, where we give liquidity, we give tokens for liquidity provision. Um, so we have this injective, have this DYDX have this. So Elixir's mission is to where currently that's only available to professional market making firms. This kind of harnesses the power of the crowd by bringing a TVL in to do that. The other target market for Elixir is like um, protocol token market making. So currently, I don't know how familiar you are, but like a lot of protocols pay a lot of money to market makers to make markets on their token. Um, Elixir want to help that by like driving incentives to community members doing community based market making. And at the same time, it creates liquidity for project tokens. So it's kind of a virtuous circle. Nice. Well, that's cool. So I'm looking at the uh, grant application right now and you've got uh, the grant size is how, how big were you asking for? I'm looking right here. It was 2. like 2.55 million for the trading incentives and then it's 450k for the elixir incentives over three. okay right and so the trading incentives would be uh trading rewards and trading fees up to a maximum of 75 percent of the taker fee paid and uh it would be split proportionally yeah so yeah. according to like how many fees uh traders pay would basically determine what percentage of the rewards they get so we put that cap in so you don't get these like weird negative incentives where people trade for no reason just to mm -hmm. win rewards. Um, but our expectation is this will, I you know, at a minimum two to three x our volume. At which point, um, you know, the incentive value would be way lower than seventy five percent of trading fees. Yeah, and keep going from there. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, how did the feedback process go? Were you guys happy with that? Uh, with how the review has gone? Cause I believe that wrapped up, uh, either today or yesterday. Um, so candidly, it's been very difficult. Um, I think part of the problem with Arbitrum's delegate setup is that delegations are really concentrated, right? So for a vote to pass, you know, really you need like three or four of the top 10 delegates to vote for you and that's pretty much going to push your proposal over the line that means that those top 10 to 20 delegates who are so meaningful to the voting process are just slammed so it's been very hard to get hold of those guys and get meaningful um feedback and you know i think some of them are really making an effort to give everyone feedback and others are maybe making less effort. So it's definitely highlighted some problems with the kind of consecration, concentration of delegations. Um, I think optimally, if you had more distributed um, delegations, it would, um, it would probably make for a better system. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah, we had Castle Cap on yesterday who was talking about uh, kind of the, the issue of like working through 100 grants, right? Like, <laughs> Uh, you have to go through all these different proposals and uh, you may not have the time to uh, get like, like pretty deep into them. 
Yeah, I think, you know, I think for right or for wrong, AIP1 has pushed Arbitrum down a very different path to any of the other like L1, L2 DAOs, where it's, it's got like ultra decentralization. Mm -hmm. That has an aspect of chaos about it, right? Um, which means that like, to my mind, probably the optimal way to run a grants program would be that there's some delineation of how much budget there is per segment at the very least. So that, you know, like someone comes at a high level and says, all right, we're going to spend 20 million ARB this quarter on indexes, or 10 million on NFT projects or 5 million on infrastructure, whatever it's going to be. And then there's a committee that then comes and analyzes those things properly, has time to do it, makes proposals, can give a like unbiased um, opinion, and then people can vote with a much more reduced information set. At mm -hmm. the moment, this is just like a huge brain dump, 100 protocols, you know, writing varying quality of proposals. We thought we wrote a good one. I'm sure lots of people did. Some people probably smashed them together quite quickly because the timeline was so short. It was just yeah. hard to come up with something quality. And then, you know, you, you see it, it's a bit messy. I think the feeling of the delegates, et cetera, was, and the people that designed the program was, the DAO was just in, was just in gridlock and something needed to happen. So it was better to do something quick and Yeah, quick and dirty, yeah. Yeah, um, it's better to be quick and suboptimal than it was to be, slow and perfect so uh just pulling up castle caps reply uh because they did come in and provided some feedback on the uh grant proposal uh, i believe yeah. a couple of days ago uh they said that uh it, it looks like an interesting proposal the but since volumes on vertex are already incentivized it might be the three million that you guys requested might be a little bit much and i think this is the the broader <clears throat> uh broader like theme across this this grant is that you had you had 120 million ARB requested for 50 million of grants, and so there's probably going to be a write down across the board of these uh, incentives uh, for uh, these these larger asks. And I do believe that you guys are one of the uh, larger asks with with 2.5 to 3 3 million ARB. Um, I think we're on the higher end, but we already reduced from four and a half. And if you look at our competitors or comparison products um we're the lowest demand of any of those yeah um so we really try to be reasonable um i think the truth is like when you look at um i don't like using perp dax but let's just say perp dax products these are the protocols that can bring the most tvl activity and users to arbitrum um and so they've ask for the highest numbers obviously gmx is kind of in a class of its own but i think the ask for gains was in the region of like they've adjusted it i think but it was like nine million and maybe it's now seven and a half or something um mux was asking for six million i think um so i think we've tried to engage with that positively we lowered from four and a half to three really like two and a half of this is for Vertex directly at a maximum if we achieve our goals. If we don't achieve it, it's much lower. 
and half a million of this is directed towards Elixir. So I think we've kind of dealt with that. And, you know, there are a couple more discussions with um, Castle Cap in that thread where we've gone back mm -hmm. and forth on what Vertex is and what it adds. And, you know, <laughs> we weren't so far apart. Like, I think the team there agrees, like, what we're doing is very innovative, is different to anything else in this ecosystem or in other ecosystems. Um, and it has a real place in DeFi more broadly. Um, so I think it's important that we get a grant. Um, I'm willing to argue back and forth about quantum, but I think one of the weakest things about this process has been that, yes, there's been a lot of applications, but at some point the DAO probably needs to back some winners rather yeah. than look at this as a kind of communist state. <laughs> some of these things won't make it and kind of haven't built anything of real meaning to the ecosystem off their own back. Some of these protocols maybe shouldn't get a, shouldn't get grant at all. So at what point, like when you whittle down the ones that shouldn't have a grant, the ones that should have a grant, you want to adjust. It's very difficult to do that in the broad strokes of how the program looks right now. So you know, that's I, actually, if someone says apply for two and a half million and you definitely, we can sign off, that's going to happen. I would have that negotiation and do it, but it's very hard to know who to talk to. Well, let me introduce our other guest uh, who, who's what's happening here. We have Teddy Woodward, who is the uh, CEO and co-founder of Notional Finance. Notional Finance is a uh, fixed rate lending and borrowing platform on Ethereum uh, that has recently gone live on Arbitrum and is in beta. So Notional is focused specifically on uh, providing uh, fixed rate lending and also leveraged yield strategies. So Teddy, welcome to the stream. Thanks for having me. Um, yes, yeah, so, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just, I just wanted to, because uh, uh, you, you know what you're saying. Um, it, it seems to me that if the DAO is going to be picking winners, isn't that like actually the definition of communism? Like, because <laughs> I, I, I thought that. Well, I mean, but this is this is how it goes in politics, anyways, right? Like, you know, <laughs> you, you have your, uh, you have the energy, right, which is coming out, like different funds and appropriations and stuff and you have to politic for it right you got to get in and, and make if, friends and <clears throat> yeah if you go I back and read the communist manifesto they didn't actually talk about DAOs or l2s <laughs> or anything yeah exactly <laughs> and i think to be honest that shows a difference between kind of maybe european mindset and american mindset i think any government in the us is uh communism no? and then when you're in europe uh, we like a little bit of government interference at some point so Really depends on your outlook, I guess. Right, right. What government well, did to yeah. our healthcare system? Yeah. <laughs> so, Teddy, maybe maybe we could like take a step back. Uh, you guys also had a Arbitrum grant as well too for five hundred thousand Arb uh, that would incentivize incentivize pools with Note alongside Arb over the course of the grant, and that uh, it would be to incentivize liquidity on providers to Notional to help kickstart growth on the Arbitrum protocol. Uh, maybe you could go into a little bit, and I asked the same question of Darius as well, too, is that what was your mindset going into the grant proposal? Uh, how are you trying to position Notional going into this? And and how has the process been going from application and just finishing up the re review stage now? Uh, yeah, sure. So 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 I think you actually you actually did a pretty good job of, you know, saying what Notional is, but but maybe I, I can just sort of reiterate here. So 
Uh, Notional is a fixed rate lending and borrowing protocol uh, with a focus on leveraged yield strategies. Um, so currently Notional is live on Ethereum and, and has been for um, almost, almost two years now. Um, and uh, we are uh, uh, actually just recently launched our Notional V3 in beta on, on Arbitrum. Um, so that is live in a, in a closed beta uh, starting from last week. And, um, <clears throat> and so the, the purpose for this grant is to help bootstrap uh, liquidity of Notional V3 on Arbitrum after we launch out of this uh, closed beta. So we are going to open up the gates um, uh, later this month. And uh, really what we're asking for here is um, some ARB to sort of help incentivize liquidity at the outset of, of the launch of Notional V3. And, um, you know, we think that this is a, a value additive uh, proposition for the Arbitrum ecosystem um, because, you know, uh, we provide a unique product. Um, you know, there, uh, uh, there are very few sort of fixed rate lending and borrowing protocols. Right now, really the only other fixed rate protocol is uh, Pendle. Um, and they've had a lot of success, um, but they're only focused on lending at a fixed rate. So right now, Notional is the only place you can borrow at a fixed rate. Um, so we think it's a, a unique new product. Um, and it's also, uh, uh, it, it's also beneficial to the ecosystem as a whole because of our leveraged yield strategies, which involve borrowing from Notional and deploying to other ecosystem protocols to earn yields from other protocols. So uh, basically, if you incentivize liquidity on Notional, our leveraged vault products will uh, take that liquidity and deploy it to other protocols on Arbitrum where they can, uh, uh, where we can earn yield. So really it's like, uh, you know, it's, we see like the liquidity that, that will flow into Notional as a result of this grant, both providing people access to a unique new product, as well as like, you know, a lot of this liquidity is going to get recycled back into the Arbitrum ecosystem. Um, so that's kind of the basis of the grant. Uh, now we asked for 500K, which I sort of felt was, um, I wanted to be kind of more of a modest sum um, that reflects the fact that, you know, we haven't been on Arbitrum live, like, uh, you know, in a fully public way. Um, and so we don't have the sort of like, uh, maybe like the Arbitrum, bona fides of uh, some of the other products or protocols here. So I didn't want to like feel like I was asking too much. Um, so I thought that like 500K was like a, a reasonable amount given, you know, like the size of Notional, uh, but also uh, uh, the fact that we, you know, um, uh, haven't been operating on Arbitrum for, for a long time. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of the basics of, of the grant. Uh, and then as for the process, um, I like so far, I don't have much of a, I mean, I don't have much of a frame of reference. <laughs> so this is, this is the first one that we've, we've applied to. I will say, I think that, you know, I, I, I think that maybe the fact that we asked for a relatively low ARB amount has in, has resulted in us getting sort of like less attention from delegates because like people may might see it as like a less pressing thing to engage with because we're asking for less. Um, 
yeah, so I, I think that's that's maybe an interesting uh, something to know. Yeah, I mean, you're one of the uh, protocols that are trying to make an entrance into Arbitrum, that you, you have this beta deployed, closed beta, and that you'll be opening up soon. And so the incentive program will essentially be time to, to help you with that launch. And I, I think that's a little bit different than some of these more established platforms, like with what Darius has. Uh, or some of the other ones that we spoke to, like Imami and Perennial yesterday, uh, who have been operating on Arbitrum for, for some time, have some community roots and have some political uh, will. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's probably a different situation of you know, just trying to make those introductions, say, hey, like, we're here, like, we're brand new, and you know, we, we have a lot of value to provide to Arbitrum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do you think that the grants that are being proposed here uh, as as someone who's like moving out of eth onto the first l2 do you think that they'll be sticky for you to guys to to stay on arbitrum like if it, if you get a good grant and it works well and you start to grow here uh do you think this will keep you from deploying in in other networks like op or base or uh, anything else that pops up uh, i i think i mean okay so i would say uh like when we decided on which L2 to launch, so when we sort of like made this decision on you know which L2 to pick, uh, part of the thought process there is that you know our success on an L2 like requires a lot of investment from us, mm -hmm. um, and and part of the reason is that uh, you know uh, because we have these like leveraged yield strategies that involve deploying onto other protocols. Um, like success on Arbitrum is going to involve uh, writing these these strategies and like integrating with other Arbitrum protocols. So it's it's kind of like you know for us, success it, it like involves con ongoing continuing investment. You know, so it's going it's going to be like it's not something like Uniswap, right? You know, I guess I, I'm not fully inside Uniswap, but I think that as I can understand it, like Uniswap is basically like you just deploy it and then there's kind of, that's it. There's nothing more to do, right? So with Notional, it's not like that because we have to do these sort of like ongoing integrations. Um, and uh, so I think that, you know, this grant definitely like uh, would help, like uh, help us succeed. But also, like in in terms of what's going to, um, in terms of what's going to incentivize us to continue to invest in Arbitrum rather than other L2s, I think it's just like this this incentive program as a whole, right? Because like uh, this incentive program as a whole means that the yield opportunities on Arbitrum are just going to be good, right? And there's going to be users here, and so as long as that's true like it's going to make sense for notional to be there you know because like the leveraged yield strategies that we are going to develop and integrate uh those are going to be good because there's these this extra uh incentivization going on so i would say that like us directly getting the grant absolutely helps and like you know uh uh, uh makes us succeed on on arbitrum and all of that but but like the grant program as a whole also helps, right? Even if we don't get the grant. Um, yes, yeah, so that's what I would say. 
Yeah. And how's the outreach? I mean, have you guys been doing like internal outreach to some of the delegators or or some of the larger uh, voices within <clears> the space? And notably, we had Castle Cap on yesterday. I was looking through the grant proposal. I didn't see any uh, response from him about uh, your proposal. So um, I, th I think he only looked at like 44 uh, out of the total 100. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, to, to be honest, like, I, I like, um, I, we really didn't, like, uh, I didn't have much of an idea, like how to navigate this process. Um, you know, like, I think that a lot of the, like, you know, we're in a telegram chat with the, you know, the Arbitrum team. And so we have like a, a decent relationship there. But I think like a lot of the relationships in sort of like Arbitrum community, like we just haven't made yet. Hmm. Um, and so like, we, we weren't really sure like how to navigate the process. Um, and I kind of got the sense that like, you know, like the, the delegate numbers are public. And so you can just go look and see who has all the votes. And, uh, my sense was that like, if you didn't have some pre-existing relationship at this point, it was just like kind of too late. <laughs> like, uh, everybody's going to be like going at, you know, tr treasure Dow and Olympio and like, uh, and these guys with like the massive sort of like delegate numbers. Um, and uh, if you if you didn't have some like special sort of in with them, um, like it, it, you're just another guy, you know? Um, so that, that was kind of my my impression. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess like in general, like I wasn't really sure how to navigate this process um, other than just sort of publishing on the forum and and you know coming on the stream like i'm grateful for the for the invitation yeah no happy to have you guys here so uh, maybe like this question can go out to either of you is like now that you've gone through the first one and obviously you know this is just an experiment to see how this whole grants process grows goes right there's been a lot of indecision inside the the dow for the past few months about like what do we do with incentives how do we do rewards and they finally come around with this STIP program. Um, like what sort of like lessons have you learned and what will you be changing for like the next round that's gonna be, I mean, there is an application round too, but uh, most probably once this first STIP season finishes up, they may go into season number two. Um, I'll answer that if I can. I mean, just picking up what Teddy said about um, governance capture, I, I totally agree. And that, you know, what I was saying about the concentration of delegates, a massive problem, like, even if the delegates are engaged, it's very hard to get hold of people unless you're pre-connected. Um, it's, and some of those delegates I don't know are engaged, um, to be honest, because I tried from a number of angles to contact people. And I also felt a bit naive, Teddy, I, I felt that it would be like a sort of a balance just meeting of ideas and you'd be able to have like a rational conversation but uh i think that was frankly very naive um so i think in answer to your question about what would i do in a second round um i think we try and be a little bit more streetwise so trying to canvas delegates much earlier for opinions um obviously to some extent that wasn't possible anyway, just because of the speed with which this all came together. I think, I hope that the DAO will come up with better voting structures or better ways of these things all getting processed. Because at the moment, like even getting quorum on a proposal is gonna be super tough. 
And so, like, Teddy said that he felt because they hadn't asked for a large amount, they didn't get the same amount of profile that they might have done otherwise. And that's definitely, like, a problem for a number of proposals. You might put together a very thoughtful, reasonable proposal, but if you don't get the headlines and exposure, you won't reach quorum and you'll just fail automatically, even if it's a good thing for the ecosystem. So there's just a lot of problems with this. I think the DAO might have to accept that full decentralization, full like democracy on the streets for every single decision might not be the best way to approach building something fast and efficiently. Like at some point you're going to have to give some control and power to some nominees. And that might mean, you know, electing people to committees and choosing people that have specialization in certain areas to help promote the interests of the DAO. Um, in the meantime, I think probably we're all going to be a lot more streetwise after this all goes through. And, you know, I don't know about you, Teddy, but I've got like 30 action points of how to be a better applicant for these grants in the future than I was when I started a week ago. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think it's it's actually it's kind of um, like I don't I don't like it because it, it sort of feels like it's making the job like just as as like the founder of the protocol. Like it, it feels very much like, uh, you know, what people talk about in traditional finance or whatever, like the regulatory capture stuff. Right. Where it's like your job is like you know, uh, like meeting with politicians and like getting sort of favorable regulatory treatment. Um, and it's like, and, and I, you know, it would be, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't like it if that's sort of where it went, you know, uh, as opposed to, uh, uh, just being able to focus on, on building the best product and protocol. And this really like changes the game, you know, it's like, if, um, if uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, if if these sort of grants programs are ongoing, then it's like um, you know, success is really going to, in large part, come down to uh, you know the the ability to sort of like get these grants from the arbitrum down. Um, so I, I I yeah I don't know what to you know maybe that's like a necessary thing um, just to to like enable like arbitrum to uh like help kind of push growth along but it's like it's like you know i would say an unfortunate consequence if if it sort of like changes like like uh the complexion of the sort of uh um competitive landscape i guess yeah zooming out just a bit to what extent do you think that DAOs are kind of a failed experiment and need some sort of like uh, jolt to their structure to be able to like actually capture what we're trying for in this space. Well, I mean, I, I, I so I think like definitely like DAOs are are experimental, and and you know this is the this is like the first real experiment uh, experiment in this, uh, um, you know, uh, in, in this kind of program. So I don't think I, I mean I I'm all for what what. Arbitrum is trying to do here because I think it's better to 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 just try something and do it and iterate based on the results. You know, I think it's a lot better to do that than to just sort of like debate about what you should do. 
Um, so I, I would just say like, you know, like let's do this and see what happens. And then hopefully like the next time something like this happens, um, or, you know, like that, that Arbitrum wants to push out some incentives, we can sort of learn from what's happened here and do better next time. Yeah. Yeah. I think from my perspective, I would agree with that, except there's a presupposition there. You know, that, that move fast and break things philosophy really suits startups where power is extremely focused and decision-making can happen very quickly and doesn't need a number of, um, doesn't need a number of participants to agree on something all at once via consensus. The problem with this is, okay, we've done this, the quick, the do things fast and break things. How do we get through to people such that we now iterate in a quick and efficient way to the best outcome that doesn't have huge amounts of capture? I think the DAO structure in itself has a real problem from that respect. That, that's my read is like, you know, I, I, you know, GMX are massive in this ecosystem. They've actually been quite reasonable with that power. You know, like they know they have power, they can ask for a lot and they did, but they didn't ask for everything. They, they could have asked for everything. They might have got it. Um, it's just very, very hard to see how this moves forward in a smooth, efficient way without a little bit of centralization coming in. I don't, I don't think this like fully, fully atomized or blob is the way to drive decisions personally. Yeah, I mean, I, again, like we're just in the first iteration of this. I think a lot of lessons will be learned going forward uh, just about from this from this phase. I mean, nobody's ever done these these arbitrum grants before, right? Like. You had a really you had a really short period where everybody had to like claw together these huge proposals. <laughs> Both your guys' proposals were seven thousand several thousand words long. You know, they had to be put up within a couple of days, kind of figuring out like, oh hey, like what do we do here? Like what what could we use this arb for? Uh, and so, you know, it was quick and dirty and a lot of lessons will be learned. And I think going into the next one, you know, maybe there's some significant changes that are made based on uh how the funds are spent i because i think that'll be the big determinant right like we have all this tvl or we have all this this rewards incentives the goal is to get tvl back from from base and op and uh incentivize new tvl to come in and uh we, you know we can talk about it in this period right now about how we think the incentive rewards are going to play out but we'll have to see how the numbers break down in in two to three months and see if you know what sort of like dollar to dollar uh, or like ARB to dollar investment made to, to bring new money in. Right. And if it's sticky and uh, just what, what, what the, the best places to put money in, maybe, maybe like maybe GMX gets a nice big uh, grant here and then just, it doesn't stick. Right. Like people take it, they run with it and, and that's it. But maybe some of this, the smaller protocols uh, like notional uh, and, uh, like umami that we had on yesterday, uh, you guys are already pretty big at Vertex and on the medium side. Uh, maybe that's where all the stickiness happens, right? And so then, then you can go back and use the, those KPIs and analysis. Say like, oh, hey, like here we have 
actual data to show that, you know, for every one ARB that went into our platforms, we got like $10 of TVL back and it, and it's sticky as well too. When you look two months onward from that. So I think we'll really, I think we'll really know the, the after effects and have a much better uh, view of these incentive programs, probably in like the second season, maybe six months down the line, once that concludes um, right now, just, you know, we get the, that ARB needs to get out. Like, uh, like, Oh, like when moon said yesterday, essentially that you, we need to spend it as fast as possible and just be as, as mercenary as we can just to have this arm go out uh, and then see what happens. Right. Cause nobody knows what's, what's the outcome is going to be. I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Teddy. Oh, uh, I, okay. I, I'll, I'll just be, be quick. I was actually going to say Darius, I like, um, uh, you know, I, I kind of like agree with you, like what, what you'd said earlier in the, earlier in the, uh, in the show about like the need that there is some need, you know, I think like, like ultimately there will, <clears throat> people do need to kind of, if you want to distribute these grants, like there is an extent to which you actually kind of just do need to pick winners and, and like be okay with that, you know? Um, and, and I think maybe a way that you could, and like nobody, like, you know, you, it's like, you don't want that to be true, um, but maybe it is true. And like in a way that you can like, try and because like the like the downside of that right is that you you don't want to close off comp like uh, make it impossible for someone who isn't already on arbitrum and, and already of a certain size to compete and like maybe what you could do is uh you know split the total grant pot into like tiers right where you like you reserve some portion of the grant uh total grant pot for like new projects Right. And then like some portion goes to medium projects and some portion goes to large projects. Um, and so that way, like, you know, because like the, the sort of large and established projects, you know that if you incentivize that, like it will get usage. Right. Um, and like it will sort of like attract users and TBL. It's like a safe bet. Right. But you also like don't want to just like make it impossible for any new project to compete. Right. Because that's like a really bad place for your ecosystem to be. So like maybe. Yeah. So maybe, you know, a good way to do this in the future is just to like is to is to earmark certain amount of the total grant pot for like different classes of project. Um, that could be an, an interesting idea. Yeah, I was just thinking about this as well, too, where <clears throat> depending on where in the life cycle projects are, whether, you know, you have new entrants that want to come and deploy like like yourself versus well-established projects. Uh, maybe there can be some category differentiation to say that okay we've reserved five million arb for this purpose and for our existing incumbents here we have 10 million arb or 20 or something a larger portion of the pot uh, just so that it's not this kind of like generalized free-for-all and you know you have new entrants who because I, I saw a lot of the some of the some of the protocols are very small, right? They're just starting out. They may have just launched, and they're trying to attract new users. And if they don't have that that TVL yet, if they don't have that user base yet, it could be hard to to bring new users in. Especially when these incentives go out, it'll be even harder to compete. Uh, so uh, maybe there needs to be like a minimum threat. Like you know, if you if you apply, you're going to get a hundred thousand ARB. Or something i don't i don't, I don't know i think there are like a lot of ways you could slice this pie but it all comes down to the fact that you're gonna have to at some point empower some people to make sharp end decisions mm -hmm. you know 
know, like it'll be very easy to put a program in place, allocate like five million ARB and just say, okay, maximum spend is 50K, but any new project that comes in needs some support, some help bootstrapping for the first month. Committees empowered, they can make a decision, put something to them. That would be super simple, cost-effective, easy way of doing things. And in a privately run company, you do that, but it's, it's how do you get to that point with a DAO? You know, all the structural stuff that Teddy said is great, but then you're going to get millions of people arguing about why the segment that they fall into, say it's like very um, long-standing spot dexes that will get like argued up and up by that one person that has some power or same thing with like, you know, it's just, it, it, it's just very challenging, I think. Um, mm -hmm. And I think until some of this just gets rationalized out, there's always going to be these like weird pockets of perverse incentives. So, you know, no one's talked about cost of capital here and what the actual target is. You know, like a lot of people use TVL, Sam, you talked about it. You know, frankly, Vertex is not flattered by a TVL metric, right? We're very flattered by a volume metric. And we talk about that a lot because we think that's important. But like, let's say TVL is the metric. But if we're spending 50 million ARB in the next uh, three months, let's call it, you know, $45 million. That's, you know, a run rate of like 180 bucks a year. Mm -hmm. Um you know, that should be like a maximum of like nine, 10% yield for borrowing in DeFi, like dollars secured effectively with that yield. Are we going to get $2 billion of TBL coming into the ecosystem because of this grant program in the next three months? I have my doubts. And at that point, it becomes poorly spent, right? It's not doing efficient things for the ecosystem. So that, yeah, it's, it's how you rationally analyze this and what metrics you play for. <clears throat> I, I, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I would just like, um, I, I, I don't want to disagree with you. I would just like raise, you, you know, I think it's actually maybe less about uh, TVL attracted or like funds moved over. I think that's that's an important part. But I also think like what, you know, what is in the long term interest of the Arbitrum ecosystem? And, you know, ultimately, like uh, this incentivization, incentivization stuff is meant to sort of like foster like organic growth that will sort of like persist. Right. And um, I think like what is the long term driver of that? It's it's protocols and developers building on Arbitrum. Right. And so I think that like while, yes, attracting capital and 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 sort of usage metrics is important it's also just like getting people to invest getting like developers and protocols to invest in arbitrum um and i think you know again as like uh i think this does that right and even if it doesn't like that's just my guess because i think if you're if you're a protocol team and you see that like arbitrum is is making efforts to incentivize users um even if it's kind of crude and they're not totally sure what they're doing if, if they're clearly making efforts to do that um and especially if they're like like providing some capital for you specifically like it just makes it i think like a, uh, a very attractive place for for a DeFi project to build 
because they just know that there's like going to be this ongoing pull of like users and capital and attention and interest. Like that's, and I think that's honestly that maybe even more important than like the just the actual TVL that comes over. I 100% agree with that, I guess. I, I use TBL because it was the metric that Sam used, but I think even on the metrics you're talking about, my hope is that future programs would be more targeted and the metrics would be more clearly drawn up. So this easier, you know, the smaller you make the sandbox, i.e. how much you're budgeting to each segment, how much you're budgeting to each sort of age of protocol, what the exact targets of the program are, I think will help delegates. You know, we've been a little bit critical of delegates or I, I've been a little bit critical, so it's hard to get hold of people or, you know, we have a lot of concentration of power, but equally from the delegate side, they're trying to deal with such a huge multi-factor problem at this point. You know, like they've got a hundred plus protocols applying for stuff. The parameterization of the step is very loose. It's very hard for them to give meaningful feedback to everyone even though like, let's just assume everyone's acted really in good faith and done a great job and tried to do their best. It's just hard to get good feedback on that, right? Yeah. And um, I, I just, I feel for everyone in the process is chaotic, right? I, my tendency is I like things to be a little bit more ordered, um, but that's just not the nature of what this is right now. Yeah, what, what happens with the grants when you have a thousand protocols, right? In three years asking for for our grants right how do you deal with the huge amount of research and time that's needed to to go into all these and especially do it on a three-month running basis too yeah. as well that's that's the <laughs> crazy part is that yeah. you know to to re like re like to have to redo all of your research and look at all the analytics and write these essentially like for the protocols to spend the time. I mean, that takes a lot of time to write these proposals. I mean, literally thousands of words that go into it, you know, hours, days taken away from, from building, uh, for you know, a significant amount of money, but something that, uh, you know, could be streamlined a bit more. So, uh, I, I, obviously it's not going to be perfect. Never is, but you know, that's how governance goes. And, uh, yeah, I will, we'll learn from this. So yeah. I think it's a good place to, to wrap up on. Um, maybe you guys can talk one more time about, uh, Vertex and Notional and we can, and we can get out of here where people can find you as well. Yeah, sure. Do you want to go first, Teddy? Sure. Um, yeah. So once again, Notional is a fixed rate lending and borrowing protocol, uh, uh, focused on leveraged yield strategies. Um, we have a V3 and closed beta on Arbitrum today. And we're going to launch out of beta uh, later this month, hopefully with uh, with the help of, of an Arbitrum incentive grant. Um, and uh, if you want to stay up to date on, on our progress and, and hear all the latest news, uh, follow us on Twitter at Notional Finance. Very cool. I'm going to try it out myself, Teddy. It sounds like free money. I like free money. Um, so... Uh, I'm Darius. Um, so I'm working at Vertex Protocol. Uh, Vertex is aiming to be a replacement for sexes on chain. So it's very high frequency, low latency, um, order book driven decks. Uh, we trade perps and spot. 
um, we just put a grant on the slightly larger side um, to incentivize uh, both trading and liquidity provision via a partnership with Elixir Protocol, which we're very excited about. Um, so you can check us out at vertex underscore protocol, or you can follow me at Darius Tabai uh, on Twitter. Now X. Very cool. Well, thank you both for being here as well, Garrett and DeFi Advisor. Great to see you as well. And everybody tuning in at home. Thank you for being here. We will be back tomorrow for our Thursday edition and for more Arbitrum updates. Thanks a lot for coming, guys. It was really fun having you on. Thanks a lot, Sam, for moderating as usual. Mm -hmm. Really enjoyed the talk. All right. Talk to, talk to you guys later. Bye. Appreciate it. Bye, folks. Thanks, yeah. guys.